Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending August 12th, 2022. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by investment strategist Alex Kuzley. It's been a minute, my friend. Good to see you. You too, Chris. Thank you. What's likely most exciting to investors this week and something we should probably start on is latest U.S. CPI headlines easing off its 40-year high. The deceleration was certainly a boon to major indexes. Um, do you mind breaking down the latest data and its potential implications for the Fed's next steps? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. So yeah, it did come in uh, below expectations. And on a month-on-month or sequential basis, there wasn't really any move. Uh, so there was no real inflation on the month. But you know, in terms of what it means for the Fed, it's a bit more nuanced than that. So most of the the downside surprise was really driven by the more volatile items within the inflation basket. So gas, airfares, those kind of things that do move month to month. We saw a small tick down in the stickier parts of inflation. So the main one that we're focused on is shelter. It came down from 0.6 to 0.5. That's still an uncomfortably hot uh, inflation print for shelter and those stickier items. So in terms of the Fed, there still is this real push-pull between we are seeing goods prices coming off a little bit. But, you know, the stickier parts that are our shelter and also wages are still uncomfortably too high. And so we don't think that there's going to be too much change uh, in the Fed's direction for the rest of the year. And on the wages piece, we got obviously the payrolls report last week. We got the Atlanta Fed wage tracker, which is a matched sample. So it's a really good indicator of, of the real wage pressures once you strip out compositional changes. And that's a, a very small tick down, but we're still talking about wage growth of 7%. So it's still far too elevated for where the Fed would like that to go. And so we do think that the Fed are going to have to keep raising rates to get that inflation back under control. Very good. Now, I'd be remiss not to take advantage of your expertise in Chinese markets. I believe they also just released inflation data, and we are now a week removed from Speaker Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. What are your latest thoughts on major watch points within that region? Yeah, so I mean, I think the first point, the, the easier one is the inflation print. So similar to the US, it came in below expectations. It's a slightly different story in China. So the real push-pull is between oil prices, which came off and that flow through to fuel, and then pork prices and food prices that are still rising. But there's still, you know, 2.7% inflation. It's not really a concern for the Chinese government and policymakers right now. On the Taiwan issue, it, it is kind of the tensions are still quite elevated. China is still kind of running military exercises. From the US side, we have this discussion about this Taiwan Policy Act, which would be kind of a more hawkish version of the Taiwan Relations Act, basically giving money to uh, or providing money for security assistance for Taiwan. And also giving them the distinction of of being a major non-NATO ally, which would be deemed as kind of a, um, a step up in in rhetoric from the the Chinese side. So those those tensions are still very elevated. We also have had the kind of the risk around diplomatic ties that could come from that. We've had military talks come down uh, a bit cancelled, sorry, or suspended. Uh, so there is you know these escalated tensions. You know a major conflict. It, it's, it doesn't seem like it's in either party's interest right now to really let this get to that point. So it does feel like we're going to see. You know, elevated tensions, rhetoric high, but no follow through to, to a major military conflict or military accident at this stage. Um, but certainly, you know, the tensions have, well, they were already high and they've just kind of continued um, to elevate. The last bit on the Chinese economy, we touched on the Politburo meeting a couple of weeks ago. 
uh, we're waiting for the credit numbers, which is going to be really important because I'm sure yeah, everyone's probably seen the, the headlines about mortgage boycotts and mortgage challenges. The Chinese have been trying to put in place measures to try and alleviate some of that pressure. And so we're going to be really looking to the credit numbers to see if we are seeing an improvement in household sentiment towards housing in the form of new mortgages. Hmm. Excellent. Thank you. And now I feel like the theme of this week is push-pull, as you've been saying about the Fed and even tensions here and there, um, especially with inflation. Um, let's do a top-down look at our next view of recessionary risks. We're halfway through the quarter. It's been quite favorable for equity markets, especially in the U.S., while bond and credit markets are also mildly recovering. What should we now be looking at in the coming months that may extend or even reverse current sentiment? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, I mean, we think that there, a lot of the, the equity rebound has basically been driven by positioning. So people were very negative on equity markets coming into uh, coming into the month of July. And that's kind of led to a, a relief rally. In terms of recessionary risks, we're still quite concerned about a recession coming in. And we've been looking at our recession indicators and, and risks, and we've been increasing it, uh, further increasing it. So you know, we're at 35% of the next 12 months. We now think it's probably closer to 45% that we see some sort of recession uh, in the next 12 months. And I think the indicator that is most concerning is the yield curve. So the difference between the 10-year government bond rate and the two-year government bond rate, when that inverts, so the two-year goes above the 10-year, that's a really good, or historically has been a very good indicator of recessionary risk. And that's now, it's eased a little bit this week, but it was close to the most inverted that we've seen throughout history at close to 50 basis points. So this is really just tying into the idea that the inflation is hot, the Fed are going to have to keep pushing, uh, and that really kind of increases the risk that they lead to a recession. So that's kind of where we are. We don't think that the really, you know, a hard landing of a, of a big a deep recession. We don't think the probability of that is high right now, just given that household and corporates have pretty healthy balance sheets. So we're talking more about a moderate technical recession uh, rather than a really deep one. And that's kind of, yeah, that's where we are right now with the lay of the land. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that. Certainly a number of variables still at play. Um, but with the weekend ahead, hopefully we can all catch our breath. On that note, as always, thanks for taking the time, Alex. Enjoy the weekend and to all of our viewers, be well and take care.